Hello and welcome to OCBC Insights. I'm Selena Ling, Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Today I want to share with you my views for three questions. First, is the worst over for the global economy? Second, can this market rally sustain? And third, should we be worried that policymakers are adopting a whatever-it-takes approach to the COVID-19 pandemic? Let me start with the first question, is the worst over? At the start of 2020, many were hoping that the US-China trade relationship would improve with the signing of a phase one trade deal and that the global economy could get on with life as it is. However, that dream was quickly dashed with the emergence of the COVID-19 pandemic. With the COVID-19 pandemic upending international travel, many countries entered into national lockdowns and policymakers and central banks scrambled to throw everything they could at the problem. Dramatically, life changed with masks and hand washing becoming the norm, employees working from home and students to home-based learning, and shopping online with contactless delivery being the new norm. And for businesses, the COVID-induced disruptions to global supply chains have been a clarion call to shift into a digital online business model. The global economy is expected to shrink more than the minus 3% that the IMF had forecast earlier. The World Bank is tipping a worse 5.2% contraction. And not to be outdone, the OECD now sees global economic activity falling by up to 6% this year. And they also warn that a second infection wave before the year end could actually see world output plummet 7.6%. And in this case, it would take up to 2 to 5 years to recover the income loss. So the macroeconomic data does look grim. However, higher frequency data suggests that April probably was the trough, May saw a little bit of stabilization, and there are strong hopes for a snapback in June as more reopenings take place. The second question is, can this market rally sustain? Actually, still significant COVID-related uncertainties remain. There appears to be a second wave of infections coming through in Beijing and also in some US states. If you add to the volatile mix certain geopolitical uncertainties such as the US-China blame game, the tiffs between Eurozone and Australia hardening their stance against China and the latest skirmishes between China and India, it does suggest that there is no fundamental reason for this market rally to sustain. But we do note that investors are basically walking on a tightrope of fear and greed. And so far, the equity bounce has been fast and furious. I think as long as policy support remains forthcoming and central banks remain cautious to outrightly dovish in their outlook, the market rally should sustain into the third quarter. Okay. That said, we do not expect a repeat of the second quarter momentum because that was really when risk premiums peaked in March and after that, we saw aggressive front-loading of all fiscal and monetary policy stimulus. The third question is whether we should be worried that policymakers are adopting this whatever-it-takes approach. Will this mean that there will be higher inflation and higher debt ratios that sovereigns have to address further down the road? And could this translate to steeper yield curves? I think beyond the short term, as economies move into the recovery phase, then, obviously, the unprecedented monetary and fiscal policy accommodation does set the stage for inflation to potentially make a comeback and put pressures on yield curves to steepen in the medium term. Recently, we saw a scare with a 10-year Treasury yield trying to break out of its 0.6 to 0.8% range to nearly test the 1% handle. 
This was partly on concerns that the upcoming round of fiscal stimulus in the US of $1 trillion would raise the deficit to GDP ratio further. But now, the Fed has come out to commit that they will stay off any rate heights through 2022, the bond bears have backed off for now. But the fact remains that the Fed has, has ballooned its balance sheet to a record in excess of $6 trillion. And the Treasury Department has made known its intention to actually make the 20-year bond a benchmark issue through regular issues. So the OECD expects that the US budget deficit will rise to 6% of GDP and that will grow by $17 trillion. So is a steepening bias actually inevitable? I think the jury is still out. But for now, stay safe and stay invested. That's all from me. Thank you very much. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.